Hello, everybody, and welcome back to After the Sunrise. You're here with your host, Kaden. I'm Angel. And I'm Kate. And today we are going to be talking about chapters four through six and how we felt about them. Yeah, so we wanted to bring up three main points. And first, we're going to talk about um, her uncle and what happens with him. And then we're going to talk about the whole military situation and her brother heritage. And then finally, we're going to talk about um, their culture versus our culture and how there are lots of differences between the two. Okay, so to start off, in the beginning of chapter five, um, an important scene is played where Sandra's mom is locked locked herself in her room and um, Sandra said that it was very common for her mom to do so and um, she finds out that her uncle died who was a big figure to Sandra. That was a big deal. Like, Grief can take a lot on a person. Yeah, and he said that he can, like, he had been killed in one of the like some fighting that had broken out in the war where they lived. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. also talked about how he was one of the only soldiers. I would, I don't really know what he's called. He's like not a soldier, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But how he was one of the only people who would give him every time she saw him and how she looked up to him and the important role he played. Yeah, one thing that I thought was interesting was how she talked about that there, um, she only has one photograph of her uncle with Deborah and her, and it's also the only picture that she has of Deborah. Um, and in the book, I have it actually showed the photograph. Did you guys see that? Um, I didn't see that. Was it like in the middle section where all the pictures are? Yeah, and it's kind of blurry, but it's I think that's just think so cool. That they only what? have photo together like nowadays yeah. people have like millions of photos of just like themselves so yeah on your phone, interesting. So. yeah interesting that then they only had one photo with her own mom and uncle well she, she talked about how um a lot of their family photo albums had burned in the future attacks yeah. so a lot of the pictures were lost and a friend of their family found this photo and sent it to them after the whole conflict in the book um chapter five specifically uh, uh what grief did to sandra's mother uh she became thin and then she looked like a totally different person no have you guys seen that happen with anybody you know um, um my grandma lost like we had to put down like our family dog and now she's super mm-hmm. emotional and fragile and whenever she sees frogs in her pool she always tries to save them and she's never done that before why frogs after he died um she lives in michigan so it's really common for frogs to drown and die in people's pools because oh. they can't get out so she like um every day checks like the pool and the pool tank to make sure that none of them are stuck in there mm-hmm. and sometimes she has to give them frog cpr <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah so there's like a real life e- well just a, like a current ex- example of what grief can do to you yeah grief I mean, I yeah grief definitely is something 
that can negatively impact people a lot. But it talked about in the book how before the uncle died, he gave Sandra's mom a hundred dollars and she she was really sad so she wanted to just like save the money and do everything but a friend of the family again told her to start a small business to, to help her family and try to distract her from the grief and so she actually did buy a refrigerator and started a little restaurant in her in her house Okay, so the next th- the next thing that we're going to talk about is um, the whole situation with the army and how her brother Heritage um, was kind of thrown into this whole mess and how he is connected with the army and you know how that all happened. Yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting how she talked about how the army there used... Um, drugs and alcohol to keep the soldiers in line with themselves and like keep them that was that was really sad was it to like is it like brainwash them and make them like more vulnerable yes because Mm -hmm. definitely um when it comes to like drugs and alcohol you can definitely manipulate people into doing things for in return in exchange for more drugs and alcohol so even though it's like a bad I think it was definitely like a smart tactic but a tactic for the army kind of bad very bad yeah and then he also um she also talked about how there was a possibility that her brothers could be kidnapped because that's what happened to heritage he was kidnapped and taken and forced to to work for the army and then the other thing that she talked about with the military was when Heritage came home. And before this point, she had no memory of him. Like, she didn't, she met him for the first time when he came home. He came home really bruised and beaten. Yeah. Like, how. You guys have siblings, right? I, I do not. I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so, Angel. Um, imagine your older sibling that you've never met before coming home all bruised and broken. Like, how would you feel if that happened? Um, if I didn't know them, like... Yeah. okay. (laughs) Immediately, my immediate reaction would be, are you okay? Because even though I don't know them, I still would be worried about their health. Like, you got beaten up. Look at you. Go to a hospital. Yeah. So immediate worry. And then I'll try to like comfort them or something. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. distant cousin. <laughs> yeah. It'd be it'd be really weird to like have a sibling come back in their teens and be like, um, hi. Oh, the teens. Oh. Yeah, I said that when Heritage came home, he was in his teens and she had never met him before. Oh. Well. <laughs> yeah. Gee, okay, that's really young. Yeah. Talks a little bit more about how the military got, you know, kidnapped the kids and got them hooked on drugs Drugs. and alcohol. Yeah. Drugs, don't do drugs, kids. Yep. And then it talks about how their parent, uh, Sandra's parents, sent heritage to Burundi. I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. Burundi? 
Brun die to make sure that he was never taken by the army again. They were they were too scared that he would come. Okay, so has um anybody had any like military experience with people in their family coming home or just having anyone that's experienced being in armed forces? Um, I do. I have like a cousin on my mom's side of the family who um is in the military and just like in the book, like I don't really know him at all and I've only met him like a couple times. And I definitely think it'd be interesting if the next time I saw him, he was, like, beaten up and, like, addicted to drugs because he's a very clean and healthy person who wants to better the country, you know? Yeah. And it'd be hard and weird seeing him like that. A totally different person, eh? Yeah, coming home and seeing him be a completely different version of himself. Mm -hmm. And that'd be really weird. <laughs> yeah. It's also probably very sad and disappointing for um, Sandra's mother to see her own son like that. Well, yeah, I don't think, like, disappointed because would, would uh, her mom, like, really be disappointed in... I'm so, you came back from the war. You, you've been tricked into getting friends. I'm so disappointed that you refused them. Like, well, I think she wouldn't be disappointed in him. I think she'd be disappointed in the army and how much it yeah. fit because he handled the situation with yeah with like imagine joined. you were a mom and your son came back from the military and he's fighting for your country but he comes back weaker and looking sickly and beat up like and addicted to drugs like i'd be very disappointed in the way that the military system failed my son you know because he probably yeah. wanted to fight for his country and he came back damaged. Well, he was he was kidnapped to go fight. But uh, I, even, but, oh, wow. <laughs> but I do agree. Like, if you're going to fight in the military, like, you should do it because of your patriotism. Not because, not because like, you're hooked on weed and alcohol. Like, that's not, that's, that shouldn't be a reason. All right, should we go on to our next topic? Uh, I think so. All right. So now we're going to talk about the cultural differences between where we live in the United States and where they lived in, I believe this is Africa, like Congo area. Differences that I saw was um, in chapter six, Sandra talks about how she was very excited for the holidays, new clothes because in our culture or at least like in america in general most kids don't like getting clothes for holidays just because they would rather get things like money or toys or you know something that they want rather than something they could just get anytime yeah that was was i mean if you hand me a pair of dinosaur pajamas i would gladly hug you man (laughs) (laughs) i know i mean so she states in the book for every major holiday like christmas and easter i would get a new outfit for church it was always an exciting day to get new clothes and new shoes for the holidays and then she talks about one of her favorite outfits a pink polka dot shirt and top with a matching collar like can you guys imagine people or children in america getting this for christmas 
and like wanting to wear that to church. Can you guys imagine that? Uh, I don't go to church, so I have no say. <laughs> I know, yep. but like as like in general, in yeah. general, um, I would consider that more pajamas. <laughs> I know, yeah, a pink polka yeah, dot skirt with the top. But like in their situation, since it's such a smaller culture and like. Uh, and everything uh, I feel like they would still use their resources reading this book makes me like realize how privileged we are in America because of how grateful she is for things that we would think are necessities and they don't like they think they're like gold like to them clothes and everything like they are so thankful for that and it like really yeah. makes me think about how privileged we are because of how much we have even if like to us, we still don't think we're privileged compared to like other people in other countries and what they go through. I think we definitely have advantages and privileges. All right, so another difference between the two cultures is presented in the beginning of chapter four when it talks about how she just loved school. And this kind of goes along with what Caden was talking about, how in America are very privileged and we have the opportunity to go to school. And I do not know very many people who love going to school, but, you know, she absolutely loved it. And she's talking about how she was really smart and a nerd and how she loved her school uniform and went to a really good private school where she lived. I feel like um, dealing with America and their education system, it's all right, I'll say. Um, yeah, I think better yeah. education system than like Africa does or than Sandra yeah. does. So yeah. Better. The, way, the way that like students talk about school, it's tiring. I wake up so tired. There's so much work. Uh, sometimes that's true. Sometimes that's not. Um, you would really think that America would try to do something about it, but like you know, they don't because money. Uh, they want our money. Yeah, but then again, like Sandra had to go to school in a school with like a dirt floor, like not a very nice situation. So although our education system isn't perfect. I feel like it's still better than what they had. Oh, of course, I, I agree with uh, that. That we have still a better education than what she had, but um, it's just how they, how our government thinks. Um, over there, probably they don't want your money. They probably want like kids to learn and grow up and try to be like you can do this and this. But over here in America, just all about the green. Yeah, maybe. And then um, another part of her school was a day that they had, and it was like a public version of report cards. And it was called, let me find it, Proclamation Day. This sounded so scary. Like, if we had this, I would absolutely die. So basically what happens is the teachers invite parents to school and then announce the rank of the students in each class from top to bottom, like publicly. Oh my gosh, I cannot do this. <laughs> oh my god! Since we have around a thousand students in our high school now, right? Yeah. Um, whoever's in last, 
That, oh my god. Of course, yeah. I, I couldn't care less if somebody other's ranks, but just the like the thought of my rank going out there with like to other people, it's just yeah, with other people knowing. Yeah, that'd be oh, that'd be so bad. All right. One last thing that we're gonna talk about is um in like the culture section is twerking. And in chapter five, and I think a little bit in chapter six, um, Sandra talks about how um, to them and in their culture, twerking is just a normal form of dancing and is normal. Everyone does it. And in America or in our culture, it is usually sexualized. And well, obviously you can imagine like, living in America, you definitely know that twerking is sexualized and not normal. (laughs) Yeah. And she even talks about how the neighborhood kids would get together. I think it was about like once a week and the girls would wear like these really tight skirts and then just go like up and down the street (laughs) dancing and twerking. Yeah, of course, to to America and our culture, (laughs) it would be sexualized. Like, oh, wow. (laughs) trying to like picture it and like picture what it would look like with them doing it and to them it's probably so normal but like thinking about like if people were to do that here that would be oh my gosh look out your window and see a bunch of kids twerking on the street (laughs) and then she also she even talks about how sometimes the boys would like do it better than the girls and how it was kind of like an equal thing like it totally just wasn't seen as like an inappropriate thing for kids to do it was just so normal yeah but if we thought it was weird that boys did it like better normally not a lot of boys are a fan of twerking in america yeah so there's another thing like angel is talking about how the difference between like the gender kind of segregation difference with yeah, the America. The gender stereotypes um, that happen yeah. in America. Yeah. And she was, did you guys even see, like, her dad was talking, of, she was talking about how her dad and how he almost valued the girls' education greater than the boys. Oh, yeah. And she, like, she said that that was different even for where they lived, but that was pretty amazing. I know, I feel like, wouldn't it be vice versa? I don't know. I just think, like, thinking in their situation. But it kind of makes sense because, like, boys are sent to the military, so girls are... That's true. ...with education. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's podcast of After the Sunrise. We're so glad that you tuned in and listened to us review chapters four through six of this really good book. We hope that you... Tune in next time that we release our next podcast. And thank you for listening.